What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine day? God, I wish I knew any, like, spoken Helian from okay. The Legend. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure anybody does, but people out there speak Wookiee and Klingon, so how... Klingon? Yeah, Klingon, Klingon. and uh, Dothraki yeah. from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah that's a big deal. Can't be that hard, right? Elvish? So Elvish. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, whatever the Helian word for hello is, <laughs> that that's the one. The Gerudo have it. It's Savasaba. That one might be good night. Savasaba. Savak. Savok. Savok. That <laughs> yeah, sounds it's like, very cool. <laughs> Savok sounds like that sounds Klingon. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, the point is Bonjourno. <laughs> Bonjourno. Bonjourno. We are here, and we are excited to talk about some video games with you all—the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. And you can catch those episodes new every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. I don't know why I still say the time. It doesn't really matter. They just go out on Thursday mornings. But you know what? You can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server where we have a lot of great conversation when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you want to head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast to make the show bigger and better, just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, Brandon W, and our new patron, Erica L., Thank you, Erica, yes. for your Patreon. Uh, they are all submit- supporting the show over there for as little as a dollar a month. And in return, they get cool perks like in the episodes early before their general Thursday release. Access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery. Special emotes Special on the Discord emotes, se- server. Lots of little extras yeah. and goodies along the way. But if you can't do that, we totally understand. That's no big deal. There are a lot of great ways you can, more- you can support the show for free, such as telling your friends, subscribing, uh, you know, leaving us a review wherever you listen to or watch the show, all that good stuff. Just help comment on the, the videos good, on yeah. YouTube. We love that. Crap. Just doing that. Yeah. Kirok. Makes us feel warm Thank and fuzzy. Thank you. Kirok's yes. always out there He's leaving every the good comments. One. Yeah. Always leaves a good comment. Good on for him. Thank all you, the Kirok. rest of you, step it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. Do better. No, we appreciate each and every one of you for uh, supporting the show and helping it make uh, and helping it grow and be bigger and better as we get closer. To our 300 Oh, episode. God. I don't oh even want to think God. about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> old butt. A big heart emoji to each and every one of our Smooches. patrons, viewers, and listeners alike. Particularly the new one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Very excited. Jared, I was just thinking, did we forget to do heart emojis last time? We might have. Oh, We my might have been God. blown away by the new setup and yeah, everything. Yeah. I think it was that, just so uh, confusing. Yeah. We might have we might have forgotten to do that one. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, we'll, we'll have oops. to fix that for next yeah. time. We'll just do two on the next episode. Yes. Yeah. Double heart emoji. Yeah, a double, double bump bump. Yeah. Bump bump. Or in Japanese, Doki Doki. Ah, yes. Or if it's like a manly heart pound, it's Dokun Dokun. Mm. Dokun Dokun. Yeah, Uh, yeah, (laughs) like manly. (laughs) Behind it. (laughs) Well, it is an exciting day because we are here uh, on the after the release of The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. It has been four days, not even four full days. It's been like three and a half days in terms of hours because my GameStop doesn't open until noon on Friday. So I had to wait to go pick up my (laughs) pre-order until noon, which is very (laughs) annoying. (laughs) I even got up early because I was, I was like, I'm ready. I think they open at nine. And then I looked it up and they were like, no, it doesn't open until noon. But that did give me time. That did give me time to beat one more 
main storyline in Two Octo Two Path. Ooh, nice. Before I have to take a big long break from it. <laughs> and do nothing else but so play at least I, So I think I caught up to myself. So based on the amount of stories I beat in One Octo One Path, mm-hmm. uh, I have now caught up to myself. So I've beaten three. I'm on track to beat the whole thing. Hell yeah. So I just have to I don't know, beat Tears of the Kingdom in 25 hours. Yeah, which I don't yeah. keep it a nice, quick, snappy game. Nice, gameplay. quick, snappy 20 hours. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then I can go right back to 2 Octo 2 Path. Nice. Good plan. That'll probably happen at about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It'll that be a very long, right. drawn out process yeah. for sure. But no, so you've been playing Tears of the Kingdom yes. uh, since its release, and you are here today to bring us your first impressions. Yep. Not full review. Not, full, not even close. How many hours? Okay, so if you think you'll beat the game in 25 hours, how many hours? <laughs> have you put in it so far <laughs> so realistically uh, if you look up the like how long to beat tears of the kingdom um most people are clocking it in as like mainline story not that much dicking around not doing all the side quests and all the extra sure. stuff still like a 65 hour game okay so some so people still pretty, said they're substantial slowest which i'm not really sure what they count as slow because <laughs> i feel like it's not going to be accurate to my experience yeah. they said their slowest player beat the game at about 85 hours wow. i'm already 95 85? hours into two octo two path oh i thought you were about to say no. 95 into this and i was oh, like God, how no, no. there aren't enough no, hours but my point is i i've already put over 90 hours into a game that is arguably shorter and it's like, mm. there's no way. There's yeah. no way I'm going to beat Tears of the Kingdom in under 85 hours. Well, just even from the stuff that I've seen, having not played the game yet, but just even the amount of dicking around, just the that t- the new fusing system, which I know oh, you'll, you'll yeah. talk to us about later, Dude. but just like the amount of, of that stuff, the, the amount of dicking around that that can lead to is, I'm sure, ridiculous. What was it that Bro Mogan said in the Discord? It was something about, I don't remember. Also, Discord you, occasionally fucks up on my phone and it doesn't want to <laughs> open for me. <laughs> Have you seen the clips from that one show, uh, Mythic Quest? That's on Apple TV Plus. It's about like a game developer. It's it's Rob McElhenney from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is like the creator slash star. Uh, in that, they talk about this concept in in video games called TTP. Especially in like games like Zelda that have like their own creation, or I guess any actually any game at all. TTP. Mm-hmm. What is TTP. that? TTP. Time to penis. And how long it takes for the game for the game players? Jesus, <laughs> I wasn't ready for. Sorry. That gives the amount of time for the game players to, in some way, craft a penis, draw a penis oh, in the game, anything like that. In the game of this, in the game, in their the game in question on the show, somebody they put in a shovel and they're like, "This is cool," because it's an MMO. Uh, and they and they give players a shovel, which allows more like crafting and, and like you know terraforming and stuff. And they immediately and immediately dig. somebody digs a penis <laughs> trench. And so, because that's objectively <laughs> hilarious. So I saw a post on Reddit like Saturday morning that oh was says the, the TTP and Tears of the Kingdom was incredibly fast, and then someone had like crafted a penis of like barrels and logs and put it on like a big stone figurine that they had crafted. <laughs> It was so funny. Oh, my God. So I can only imagine some of the creativity and the literal amount of dicking around you can do in Tears of the Kingdom. So tell me more about this. The meme that I was looking for is Bro Mogan found or made uh, the Drake meme of it's like the no and then the yeah. yeah, And it's the the first one is no, making meaningful progress in Tears of the Kingdom. And then the yeah is testing janky flying machines like (laughs) Wile E. Coyote. And it's so true. Nice. That sounds so fun. I was so, so... 
where, where to start? Because yeah. there's a lot to unpack here. So for starters, I want to get one thing out of the gate immediately, which is if you already weren't that cozy on Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. like if you didn't love it that much, if you tried it out and you were like, you know what, this just isn't for me. So me. Yeah, so you specifically. Tears of the Kingdom is still not for you. Okay. Um, I still think that you will have the same problems that you had with the first game, which is that things felt a little too, I don't know, ambling. Like yeah. things were almost too open, a little bit objection, mm-hmm. objective list. Yeah, objective Listless wandering. Yeah, listless wandering, which is really what Breath of the Wild was all about. It's like, yeah, bitch, do whatever you fucking want. There's no rules here. You go out and live your truth. That's what Breath of the Wild was all about. Tears of the Kingdom is still exactly, it is built on the exact same literal bones that Breath of the Wild is built on. Nice. Which is both a pro and a con. Obviously, the con is not enough has changed to, I think, change people's minds who didn't like the first game. Okay. So Tears of the Kingdom, still probably not for you. It is, however, very fun to mess around with some of the new stuff that they added in. So Tears of the Kingdom picks up about, and we're going to go into very, very light story spoilers here, which is just to say the stuff that happens before, like in and before the tutorial section. Got it. So do you remember in Breath of the Wild how the sort of tutorial section was you were trapped in that one plateau area of the of Hyrule? Yes, until and you it, got the glider. Yes. I think, right? So there yeah. was like a series of four shrines around the place that you around the plateau that you had to go and do to basically um, improve your Sheikah slate mm-hmm. and get the glider so that you could literally jump off the plateau and glide down into Hyrule. Very and cool then scene. the whole world opened up and there was no restraint on where you could go. A very similar thing happens in Tears of the Kingdom. So the premise is that is this is probably like either a year to a few years. I would I would guess one to three. They might actually say that it's been a year, and sure. I just glossed right over that fact. But it's shortly after the Calamity events of Breath of the Wild 1. So Zelda's back out and about. She escaped Calamity Ganon. Well, she didn't escape. Link helped free Zelda from Calamity Ganon in the depths of uh, Hyrule Castle. They saved the world! Huzzah! Good, now everybody good. gets to get cracking on rebuilding Hyrule. Unfortunately. <laughs> and really, I feel like this is Zelda's fault because trouble just finds her all the time. Sure, sure. But uh, so something, uh, Zelda and Link are investigating some ca- some cavernous ruins that they've discovered beneath Hyrule Castle. So Zelda in these games is very um, like uh, inquisitive and in- intellectual. You know, she's the keeper of the Triforce of Wisdom. Sure. So she's always looking for research opportunities, learning. That's like her bread and butter. It's her lifeblood. So even though you could look at these ruins and say, we've seen a lot of shit uh, that looks just like that. Oh, no. That wound up being mega problematic. I think... We shouldn't touch it. <laughs> that's Sounds just, smart. That's just not something that can happen yeah. in, 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 in The Legend of Zelda in the Land of Hyrule, uh, just based on the current leadership structure. That's simply not an option. Yeah. So Link and Zelda are uh, delving deep into these runes beneath Hyrule Castle, and they come across this big cavernous room that is full of Zonai murals. Now, so, who are Zonai? For the uninitiated, yes. who are Zonai? I'm getting get to that. Okay, okay, sorry. So, <laughs> you know the show Ancient Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> it's 
ancient aliens. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm caught it's, up now. It's really ancient aliens. So the premise is that um, this is more of like the Hyrule backstory. I would actually say that it's kind of similar to the approach they took with Skyward Sword. Okay. In that the events of the game are predominantly based on this ancient civilization, specifically an ancient civilization in the sky. So the Zonai are these vaguely humanoid, but also kind of animalistic looking creatures that lived in the sky and they were sort of revered as gods, very ancient aliens like. According to the murals that you find in this room, it looks like proof that the Zonai at one point intermingled with the Helians to create what now what uh, modern day would know as the Helian race. Got it. So it's like, oh, okay, this is all about our ancestors and where we come from. We are literally the children of gods. Great. Everybody already kind of knew this. We are literally the embodiment of godlike creatures on Earth. That's mm-hmm. always been the case. But it's proof of that. So Zelda's very excited. They're really looking forward to delving into all of these Zonai structures, finding out more about their technology. They were clearly a very advanced race or gods, you know, whatever you want to call them. So it's all about, you know, the excitement of knowledge and potentially being able to rebuild Hyrule using the technology that they left behind. Sure. But some of the murals are obscured and it's like that's probably not a big deal <laughs> we don't need to look at anyway, it we'll just excavate those later it's prob- probably nothing bad is over there yeah. right except that right before the section um that's blocked off uh there are these other couple of murals leading up to that um that show a, a, a terrible battle between the helians and the zonai uh and what appears to be ganondorf <laughs> and they're just like oh some ancient figure called the demon king that's probably not a big deal. <laughs> Ganondorf, who has no, red hair. <laughs> Some guy with red Fiery hair. demon. <laughs> Nothing we need figure. to be worried about. Yeah, sure. So they're not that worried about that, but they do keep dropping hints that the culmination of this uh, massive battle between the Helians and the Zonai and the Demon Lord and all of his demons, I guess, sure. is that the Demon Lord was sealed away classic problems can't ever be truly dealt with um in the legend of zelda that's not true you can just make them go away for a little while right it's a couple centuries bit of procrastination and then you have to go back and deal with it again so they're like well you know they seal them away it's probably not anything we need to worry about (laughs) 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 meanwhile um what's over in that room over there why don't we go check it out Oh, hey, look, it's the Demon King. <laughs> the one that got sealed away. <laughs> that we see in the trailers where like the, 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 the head like turns and looks at it and like awakens. Exactly. Okay. So that's exactly the scene from the trailers is if they come across this mummified body that has this long flowing red hair and it's really the skeletal horrifying figure. And there's this kind of um, disembodied arm and hand sort of pressing down on the mummy's chest, clearly keeping it in place. Hmm. It's like a glowing blue. Okay. So there's this glowing blue blue hand keeping what we know is definitely Ganondorf, a.k.a. the Demon sure. King, in place. And he's just kind of chilling there. And it's like, neat. Let's go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> a, a, a true example of curiosity killing the cat. Literally. Okay. It's like, what are you fucking doing? Get out of there! You're but, only going to awaken an ancient evil, and as we know, nothing good comes from nothing that. Nothing good can come from this. So, of course, Link and Zelda get closer to the figure. They want to check it out, but they are Triforce holders. They're, they're the Triforce of Courage and the Triforce of Wisdom, respectively. They are beings filled with power. Power recognizes power. All of a sudden, the hand that's just kind of gripping onto the mummy just kind of falls off just blah, blah, blah. and you're like oh, no. oh fuck <laughs> can't be good <laughs> <laughs> and then the demon lord like does the thing where he creaks his head around to like look at you creepily and his eyes shoot open and glow demonic light at you yeah. and he's like what's well, matt mercer's voice and he's Ooh, like that's cool bitch <laughs> what the fuck 
That's obviously not it's what he says. It's high noon again. It's high noon again. It's <laughs> obviously not what happens. It's more like there's this explosion of demonic energy from the mummy. It attacks Link and Zelda. Link obviously jumps in front of it. He attempts to like shield Zelda with the Master Sword, which has the power to dispel evil. But the Master Sword gets just wrecked. The Master yep. Sword gets wrecked to hell. It gets broken into shards. One little shard of the Master Sword breaks off and does actually cut the mummy on its cheek. So it did do something. Okay. But now it's kind of like super fucked up. Oh. And in the process, Link's arm where he was holding the Master Sword is like rotted and decayed. Oh. And like, ooh, that can't be good either. You know where you can get a new hand? Just fell off the mummy. There's one on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the demon lord's like, you thought you could take me on with that puny little weak sword of yours? Mm-mm. No, no. So he starts gaining power and all this stuff. Things start happening. The point is the depths of Hyrule Castle start to shake dramatically. And a new event called the upheaval happens where mummified Ganon uh, shoots Hy- uh, uh, Hyrule Castle into the sky. So it becomes this big floating castle in the sky. Uh, and the rest of the world also starts to go absolutely apeshit. Uh-oh. These chasms open up all over the place, filled with this uh, evil energy that people have dubbed the, the gloom. They are no good. If you touch the gloom, it like literally saps your life force away permanently. Oh, unless wow. you can get reintroduced to the sunlight so like sunlight can cure it that's great and all or things that are imbued with sun power can cure it but the point is it's really really bad news Got it. these chasms open up and more concerningly shit starts falling out of the sky well, left right and center so these big chunks of what you realize are probably an ancient civilization the zoni just literally start falling out of the sky and crashing into hyrule mainland and you're like hmm you probably shouldn't have gone into those ruins. Not a good day for old uh, Zelda. In retrospect, Link. seems like a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Zelda doesn't really have time to um, look back on that. And neither does Link, because in the process of Ganon lifting the castle off of its foundation, mm. everything starts to crumble around them. Zelda falls into what you think is the abyss. Link goes to reach for her, but before they can connect and he can actually grab her, she just kind of turns into like gold starlight and just sort of dissipates away. Oh. And Link's like, hmm, I don't know about that. That's yeah, that not, doesn't sound good. Yeah, that's a little concerning, but he doesn't have time to worry about that either because he's about to fall off right behind her when the hand grabs him the disembodied hand just kind of grabs onto him but he's in the process of dying because his arm got so fucked up that he's just blacking out yeah so everything kind of fades to black you know that hyrule is in terrible danger the demon king has done stuff zelda has fallen into an abyss and disappeared classic zelda happens Uh, and now you just have to basically wake back up and figure everything out and it's so funny because you know how in your uh, Jedi Fallen Order first impressions, you mentioned that Cal Kestis is still powerful oh, based yeah. on the events. In Survivor of, from... Yeah, in Survivor. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Jedi Survivor, yes. Uh, they, no. <laughs> Reset to zero, only. They, they pull the immediate <laughs> Metroid move. So in the process of getting effed up by Ganon and whatever demonic energy he sent out at them, Link is right back at zero. No clothes, waking up naked in the middle of nowhere with a new arm. Ooh. Because his arm was unsalvageable. So the spiritual owner of the arm that was keeping the uh, evil at bay just kind of grafted his arm onto Link. So 
a la Cappy from Mario Odyssey. Yes. Okay. So you've got your Cappy more or less. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> so the arm that you've inherited is actually the arm of a an ancient Zonai named Raru. And the minute I saw that name, I was like, Roro. I know, right? We know I, him. You said it, and I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. you misspoke. Yeah, I believe you mean Roro. <laughs> you mean Roro. <laughs> no, so it's Raru. R-A-U-R-U. Terrible name. <laughs> but the Zonai in question uh, talks to Link as soon as he wakes up in a mysterious cave. Okay. Just like Breath of the Wild. You get fucked up, you wake up in a cave, you got some new shit going on. So Sounds wake- like a straight up copy paste. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> in a lot of ways it is. So uh, you wake up in the cave, you've got a new arm, Raru's spirit, which just kind of appears now and then and talks to you, inform you informs you that, hey, that's my arm. You're welcome. I saved you. <laughs> it's like, great. I appreciate that. And then he tells you some other bullshit about like the Zonai and the Sky people. He's like, all right, have fun out there, champ. So you leave, <laughs> so you leave yet another cave doing tutorial stuff along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you exit the cave, you are not in Hyrule, you're in Skyrule, which uh-huh. I don't think is what they call it, but you're in the Sky Isles. Now, is that the same Sky Isles from Skyward Sword, or is that a different location name? Well, let's let's think of them name. as completely different locations, Got because it. Breath of the Wild was already only loosely connected oh, to wait, the other games. Oh, wait, that's right, because those yeah. are, they're all like different timelines. Exactly, so don't Got worry it. about the Got timeline. It. All of that is stuff that will just weigh you down. I'm just trying to like down. put pins, connect the now, dots. aesthetically speaking, yes, it's very much reminiscent of Skyward Sword. They clearly took the feedback of things that people liked from Skyward Sword. Floating Islands, everybody fucking likes sure. that. Let's put that in our new game. So they took some feedback from Skyward Sword and obviously all of the other games and just kind of smashed them together into one super game. And that is still Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom is just better because it's got the sky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there's Skyrule, there's Hyrule, and then it's technically not low rule as you would know it from uh, A Link Between Worlds, but there's like under rule. There's the, there's the mysterious black void lands inside the chasms. Okay. So the chasms that opened up all over the place when Ganon did his business, you can actually dive into those and you can plummet down, down, down into the darkness. Interesting. It's very creepy. And when you get down there, oh boy, it's creepy. And you're like, oh, God. All kinds of monsters and all dangers. All kinds of monsters, all kinds of danger. It's dark. It's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> There's creepy critters all over the place. But it is literally a second Hyrule. Like I have, bec- wow. I, I have uh, started to realize that these different access points around the map are just that. They are access points. They do all connect at the bottom. And you can technically, I think, obviously there might be some places on the map where this isn't possible. But so far, when I'm looking at my map, I look at this point that I just opened up and then this one way over here on the other side of the map. And based on where I've gone so far, I'm like, oh, if I wanted to, I could have walked from point A to point B. So you're basically getting like two massive maps to explore. Plus Plus sky. Plus the sky map. Ooh, that's incredible. Which brings me back to my point of there's no fucking way this game <laughs> is only going to take 85 hours yeah, no, to beat. You're, you're going to be no in for a long time. Way. Yeah. So that's the that's the gist. Do you have any questions so far? Uh, no. I think I'm keeping up with it pretty well. Uh, understand they went exploring. They fucked around and found out. Zelda's they, Stardust. They sure did, yeah. And Link is trying to save her with some new dude's arm. Correct. 
All right, so I'm there. The other thing that's important to note is that before Link uh, exits the Sky Isles, which is, again, more tutorial stuff, mm -hmm. just teaching you the different things that your arm can kind of do uh, to a certain extent, and then just sort of sending you back out into the world where you jump off. And I was about to say, I like that you, yeah. that you literally, again, do the same you thing to get the into, this, into the new map yep. again. Uh, except from an even bigger height this time. <laughs> and me and Bro Mogan were joking about, like, this game ripped off Paradise Killer! <laughs> Paradise Killer opens that way too. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, so once you do your tutorial section in the sky, mm -hmm. you jump back off again and you go back down to Hyrule, which is now once again kind of fucked up from the upheaval. Sure. So you are back at square one as Link. You are super weak. You've only got three hearts again. You've got this new arm and no weapons. So you go back down into Hyrule and the people there who obviously know you, you know, these are all characters from the first game, are mm -hmm. like, Link! Where, where, where'd you go, bud? What happened to you? Where's Zelda? And you're like, oh, fuck if I know. <laughs> I followed her, line, her, her around in her spelunking. And yeah, it... and it got us into big trouble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the thing that I skipped over is that before you uh, leave the Sky Isles, there's this sort of altar. And it's glowing with that same golden light that Zelda appeared to sort of dissipate into. And Link just kind of gets this feeling. You can tell of like, I should hold the master sword in this light. Mm -hmm. So he does, and the master sword dissipates away just like Zelda did. Oh. And you're like, okay, Now you lost your girl and your sword. And then you get this very brief cutscene of the master sword materializing somewhere else. I mean, it's clearly the same place. Okay. But Zelda's there and not Link. Oh. So there's some sort of like dimensional rift happening or maybe it's time. Who knows what's going on there so far? I'm really not sure. But so Zelda has the Master Sword now and it's like, okay, do we finally get to be Princess Zelda? Obviously cool. not. No, it's oh. never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo will never let it happen. <laughs> yeah, damn. It seems like they're setting it up though for this one. Do you think maybe. there's a chance maybe? Like end game maybe? Not holding back for it. Yeah. I don't think that will ever happen. I think they save that stuff for the side games, not sure. the main games, unfortunately. Uh, but so Link is back out and around in Hyrule. Uh, everybody else is like, where's Zelda? And you're like, bitch, I don't know. But people keep saying that they're getting glimpses of her. They're like, wait, you said Zelda's missing? But she was just here for like a hot sec. She told hmm. me two things and then she disappeared. And Link's like, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So it seems like Zelda's doing something. Obviously, you don't know what's going on. She probably doesn't have the whole picture either. But you definitely have to get your castle back out of the sky. You're like, hmm, gotta fix that one. Right. Uh, we should probably start investigating more about the Zonai to figure out what's going on here. That's clearly the common denominator is this ancient Zonai civilization. Right. So what you have to do is basically recreate the events of Breath of the Wild 1 and go to the Riddo tribe, the uh, fucking, what is Prince Sidon's people uh, called? The fish, the sexy fish people. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying goodness. to help you. The Zora! Jesus Christ! <laughs> you gotta go to where the Riddo live, the bird people, and sure. then you gotta go to where the Zora live, and then you gotta go to where the... Gorons. Ro Gorons! Thank you, I was totally gonna say rock people. He knows, he knows stuff. You know stuff. Then you gotta go to where the Gorons live, and then you gotta go to where the Gerudo live, and you're basically redoing yeah. what you did in Breath of the Wild 1, but with all this new stuff added in there Very as well. Nice. So the, to, to your point, and this is sort of where we're going to start to get into my opinions on the game, to an extent, 
it's very hard to say because on the one hand, I am getting, I'm already many hours in and I am playing and having a fantastic time, but there is part of me that wishes that you weren't retracing your steps Yeah. because even though things are different to an extent in the land of Hyrule itself, Hyrule proper, not really, uh, all the same roads are more or less still there. Uh, the mountains are still the same. The landscape by and large has not had dramatic differences. So when I look in any direction, I can go, okay, I'm pretty sure, uh, Kakariko Village is over there. Sure. Hateno Village is going to be that direction. Gerudo Valley's over there. And previously, when you were playing Breath of the Wild for the first time, you really didn't know any of that. Right. So even though your map is now blank and you have to go to all of the new towers that the Sheikah have built in place of the ancient ones from like the Guardian times, even though those are uh, replaced by something else and you have to refill out the map, if you've played Breath of the Wild 1, you are doing all of this for the second time. Uh, so... To okay. that that specific point, I don't love. Sure, that would yeah. be that would be. I mean, and I kind of understand from a design standpoint why they may have chose to, chosen to do it that way, just because of like if they did want to introduce these new two two areas, two massive areas, especially like it kind of feels like they spent the time maybe developing what's underneath a little bit more oh, and what's sure. above, rather <laughs> and being like this is just like you know. It gets you a third area, but it's, you know, but the more of the time was spent developing the newer spots. Absolutely. So uh, Hyrule proper, as as much fun as it still is to go around and just dick around in the world and have a blast, there is that part of me that wishes that it were more different. Sure. That the upheaval had done more to the surface land than just sort of throw blocks all over the place and be like, okay, there's some new zone I should lay in around. You want to go play with Legos and make a magical matchbox car that can shoot you to the moon? Yeah. Yeah, go for it, champ. <laughs> but that brings me back around to all of the new shit. So if, if the land of Hyrule itself is still very much the same, what's new and what's different. Sure. The Zonai structures are absolutely, the Zonai technology, I should say, is absolutely the thing that is just the delight of the game so far. So the Zonai have all of these, um, I guess, just sort of uh, pieces of tech laying around willy-nilly. They're things like fans, rockets, okay, uh, wheels, okay, uh, like bird-shaped stone gliders things that look exactly like hot air balloons, things that shoot lasers out of them, things that shoot guns, things that shoot fire, things that shoot ice. There's all kinds of weird... A a, a box that when you smack it, it springs you up like a jack-in-the-box. Oh, that's cool. And if you're standing on top of it, it sends you way high. (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) There's all kinds of weird nonsense from the Zonai that you can use your new magical hand uh, to literally put together. Mm. So remember in Breath of the Wild, you had the Sheikah Slate. Yes. And that's where you got sort of your guardian tech. So you had the ability to make both circular and square bombs. Yeah. Uh, ad infinitum. There was no ammo attached to those. You had the ability to create blocks of ice out of water. Mm-hmm. You could move things around that were metal, like specifically metal stuff. You could point the Sheikah Slate at it, and it would sort of magnetically connect. And right. And you could move that stuff around. Uh, and then I think there may have been a third ability. Stop that time? I- Yes, stop time. There was the ability to stop time. Well, your new fancy Zonai arm is similar, but with some pretty big differences. So what the Zonai abilities can do is the main one is pick shit up. Yeah. So you can pick up stuff that's made of wood, stone, Zonai things, and then you can also 
glue them together with magical Zonai glue. Who knows what we'll call nice. it? Zlue? <laughs> <laughs> a terrible name. Uh, but you can attach things to to uh, other things by rotating them around and basically just, you know, Lego building things together. You know, um... Tinker Toys? Yes. It's a lot like Tinker Toys. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Man, I haven't thought uh, about Tinker Toys in a long time. I know, right? <laughs> Nobody has. Everybody always thinks about Lego first, but I what had, about I had Tinker a set Toys? Of Tinker Toys at my grandma's house, and that's the only place I had Tinker yeah. Toys. <laughs> oh, man, Tinker Toys were the best. Anyways, so you can put things together with your Zonai arm. You can also do the uh, ability that you will have seen in some of the trailers if you watch them called Ascend, mm-hmm. where you just kind of uh, get underneath any, uh, any, any ceiling that you can think of any sort of ledge any sort of firm ceiling and you just hit the ascend button and you can just shoot straight up through the roof swim through matter it goes into like this weird sort of dream sequence and then you sort of poke your head up above and you you scope it out and you're like okay this is where i wanted to land you come back up like a groundhog oh wow but if you get up there and you're like "Mm, a lot of enemies up here or (laughs) uh this actually isn't an environment i wanted to be in you can just cancel and you go straight back down oh wow interesting ascend is very fun and stupid i love it a lot Uh, ascend is super fun the other one is reverse time or reverse trajectory i should say so uh it basically like imagine that a spiked ball that the bokoblins have sent down a hill is coming right at you and you're Mm -hmm. like i don't like that I'm going to send it back to them. Uno reverse. Return to set. You, you uno reverse them. Exactly. So you can reverse the uh, the motion of an of any object for a limited time, of course. Uh, so there's a little bit of time rewind. There's the ascend uh, thing. There's bleh, just move shit around. And then there's fuse. Ooh. Everybody's favorite. So this is both another con and a pro. So the con is the weapon degradation system from Breath of the Wild is alive and well. Really? I thought yes. I heard that they were not going to include that one in this oh, one. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, see? That was just wishful thinking on everybody God. else's part. If Honestly, if that was yeah. not there, again, I feel like I would probably have had more fun so in Breath of the Wild. So they did at least help mitigate it. So okay. weapons still degrade. Some weapons are specifically more brittle than others, and the game will tell you. So you know Good how know. Uh, the bone people, like the Stalfos and the Skeleton, yes. They have like those bone arms that literally move around and you can pick them up and use them as weapons. Those specifically say on their flavor text, it's brittle. Mm. So you know that that thing's not going to last you very long, even if it has pretty good attack power on its own. Then again, you might pick up a stick and it's just a normal stick and it's uh, a, durability is really bad but then you find another better stick and the better stick says sturdy stick and you're like sturdy that sounds good and it specifically says like after you uh, meld it with other things durable so you can at least create weapons that are more durable than others depending on the types of materials that you're able to find so kind of like a blacksmithing kind of thing where you can like because you could do that i want to say well, I mean, that's common, I guess, in RPGs. Like, I remember in, in Dragon Age Inquisition, I believe Witcher 3 does that too, where it's like the different type of metal or a material that you build it out of increases its stats or like changes how strong exactly. it is and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then with the few systems specifically, you can do things to even more trick out your weapons. So specifically, you can fuse weapons with almost anything. Mm-hmm. The basic one is take a sturdy stick, fuse it with a pretty good size small boulder the size of a large boulder sure do you remember that meme from twitter no small boulder the size of a large boulder (laughs) (laughs) so you can fuse it with a rock to get a big rock club 
that is super good for whittling away at geodes to get really good raw materials out of. Nice. Obviously, a little knife or a sword, not very durable, not no. going to make a dent in those uh, big rocks that you're trying to bust through. But a rock on a club, that'll do the trick. The other ones are things like, okay, I've got this weak little Stalfos arm, uh, and I don't like the way its hands move around that way, even though it's not attached anymore. I'm going to fuse it with a topaz, which is one of the gemstones. And the flavor text for the topaz now says imbued with the power of electricity. Ooh. So if you fuse a topaz onto that arm, it can actually do magic electricity. It can do electric damage. Ooh, now. that's cool. The same thing goes for rubies, fire. Sapphires, water damage. So nice. you can fuse elements into weapons on top of being able to fuse many many different types of monster parts with your weapons. Now, this is really, I think, what the game pushes super hard because, you know, um, basically all the Bokoblins, all the semi-humanoid creatures of the world, mm -hmm. their designs have been slightly tweaked in Tears of the Kingdom to now include basically like ornamental horns or like big claws or something like that for almost every single creature. Got it. The point being that when you kill that creature, you know, in Breath of the Wild, this was the case too, they would explode into parts. They right. would explode into monster parts, which you could then use to craft elixirs or sell because they were worth something. But that was kind of it. Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, not the case. Mm. Now you can fuse those monster horns and those monster parts to your weapons to dramatically increase their damage. That's so cool. it's also a really nice payoff because now if you go to fight something like a Hinox, which previously, yeah, the monster parts alone were great. You could sell those for a fortune. They were great for crafting. But now you get the added benefit of, hey, I killed this Hinox. It also dropped its horn. That horn is super strong. If I fuse it with my sturdy long stick, I now have the best spear in the game. Oh, okay. So it really incentivizes you to bl basically blast through your weapons as fast as you can because you want to be able to use all the new monster parts that you keep finding around the map. So the weapon degradation system, I contend, still blows, and I kind of wish it weren't there, but they did at least make it functionally more fun. Now, could you take a weapon, say, that you had crafted, made it durable, through the fusing system, you hit a few things with it after a little while, you've gone exploring, and it's been damaged now where it's getting close to breaking. Can you fix it? Or does it still break and you have to just make a whole new one again? It will still break and you okay. just have to make a whole new one. So then question two is how long, say you make something durable, how like how many hits you getting out of it, do you think? Gosh, like a brittle, I'm, I'm really expecting you're sure. getting like two to three probably. And you're like under ten hits on something like that. Is it like, is it going to last you a while or is it still, if you go out to like a rock field and you're bashing up some ore, is it going to be gone in five minutes kind of thing? I would say if you were really like going around dedicated resource hunting and you were specifically going to places where there are a lot of geodes for you to smash through, you would still get through it pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. So like in terms of sheer time, five minutes sounds about right. Okay. But if you've got like a really good spear that's durable that you attached a really good monster part to, you can probably get through a good amount of enemies before that weapon breaks. Got it. Okay. So they, I think they still improved it overall but it's still it's still hard. there yeah it's still there you're still gonna be in the middle of the fight and yeah. your best sword breaks and you're like well fuck fuck exactly yeah and that's <laughs> happened to me numerous times uh but you know there's always there's always 
other weapons for you to grab off of dead bodies, sure. sticks to pick up off the ground. So you are almost never going to find yourself in a situation where you don't have a weapon, where you just have no other option but to run. There's always going to be something laying around that you can fuse into something else, make it better, make it badder, make it last a little bit longer, and be able to proceed as usual. Now, you might still need to go out of your way to find the really good stuff. Mm. Like, maybe you don't necessarily want to fight the boss Bokoblin, but you know that the horn on his head is a really good weapon. So you're like, well, I kind of got shit right now. All I've got are a bunch of really sturdy clubs, which are slow and not mm. very good in combat. I want to make this weak sword that I've got way better. He's got the thing that I need. I guess I got to go fight him. Sure. So it incentivizes you to go after those uh, bigger targets. It, in it, it incentivizes you to blast through your weapons as fast as you can so that you can make new, better stuff all the time. Now, another thing to just point out based on the memes is once a weapon has been fused once, mm -hmm. you cannot fuse more onto it. Oh. Yes. So it so has you, to be like a planned thing. Exactly. Got so it. you can't like just keep fusing more and more stuff onto the same base weapon. It's a one and done kind of thing. So then the, my question to that is, is there any kind of resource or guide in the game that kind of like that you can use to know this is going to go with this, this is going to go with this, or is it pure through experimentation? I would say that it's really more through experimentation. That being said, the descriptions on most fusible items do a really good job of giving you a good idea okay. of what this thing is going to do when you put it together. Like, for example, um, you know, Keese the Bats? Yes. Keese Wings, their flavor text is, hey, if you attach this to an arrow, that arrow is going to fly farther and straighter. It literally tells you that right okay. there. And you're like, okay, great. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. If you get like um, a piece of uh, yellow chew jelly uh, because you killed an, ele an electric chew, mm -hmm. if you fuse that onto one of your arrows and fire it off, you've basically created an electric arrow. Got it. And the game tells you all of this through, all of this through the flavor text. So I think it does a really good job of not necessarily giving you a straightforward guide, but giving you plenty of guidance well, and about I like what that to it do. I like too that it makes the thing where you could like craft your own uh, electric arrows in a way by finding and fusing monster parts to basic arrows because I kind of feel like that was a little bit of a thing that was annoying too like arrows I feel like are normally in most RPGs or whatever use that a very craftable thing like Horizon you craft arrows like you just you get the yeah. stuff you craft it but in Breath of the Wild you had to go either find them or buy them correct right I'm not forgetting yeah. something no you are totally so like right. I like that that makes it a little bit more accessible because there have been many points when I have played Breath of the Wild where I'm like, I really wish I had arrows, well, so but I'm nowhere near it. About that specifically, okay. you still have to have base, the arrows? base arrows. Okay. Yes. Which you still can only buy or find. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it, the problem is still there. It's still there, <laughs> but I feel like I, you're going to come across because you could specifically either a hunt creatures that were going to yes, give you those elements definitely. rather than just like, Oh, I've randomly stumbled across a shock arrow stuck in the tree. Yay for me. Absolutely. You know, it's a little bit more, you can build up a little bit easier rather than luck of the draw. They also do a pretty good job of leaving random barrels and crates around that you can smash open that are almost always full of at least like a few apples, oh, okay. some nuts, and then some arrows, like a couple of loose arrows. Sure. So if you're ever totally out of resources and you don't have money to literally go to a shop and buy more arrows, mm -hmm. you can probably find some just laying around the map by smashing stuff open. Nice. But to your point, the best way to get new resources is to fight enemies. Okay. So if, if I need arrows and that guy over there is shooting at me, I'm just going to go in circles and let him shoot at me. <laughs> 
and I'm going to pick up the arrows off the ground. No, I never thought about doing it that way, but that I makes a lot of sense. I literally do that. I just kind of stand there and I juke around. Oh, 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 oh missed me missed again. Me. <laughs> because they have infinite ammo. Sure. I had never thought about doing it that way. I, I should try that out. It is the poor man's way to get arrows. Well, because I, I, I don't know if you saw... Uh, on on our Discord or whatever, but you know everybody's been blowing up since it came out and talking about I have, it. I, I muted and, the Tears of the Kingdom oh, cause channel because I didn't spoilers. want to see any of it. Oh, yeah, that. She's so you guys out of her life. I'm there listening and talking to you all. <laughs> but <anyway>. scumbag. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like seeing everybody do it, and obviously, like I knew I'm not going to go bust out and buy uh, and and buy Tears of the Kingdom right now because you know it's like a we've long discussed my history with, with breath of the wild and just why I've never like fully completed it or anything, but still seeing everybody talking about it, I was like, damn it. I feel like I'm missing you out. You got the FOMO again. So I installed breath of the wild and I've been playing a little bit over the weekend. <laughs> I know I should be playing survivor, but I was just like, you know what? No, I want to be included. <laughs> that's so okay. I jumped I back in. And so that's what the only, that's actually how I knew uh, Gorons nice. earlier because I'm in the Goron village right now. And I'm like going oh, after that nice. divine beast. Okay. I didn't damn. restart. I, 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 I started job. the same save file back from where I was, which is where I was in the Goron city going after that, uh, that divine beast. So again, no promises how long we're going to stay in it, but I was just like, I, I want to play around a little bit. Maybe this time. Absolutely. And really the social aspect of it is truly one of the most fun parts. Oh, it's, just, it's been so I fun. I do at least check all the memes because yeah. I'm like, these are hilarious. <laughs> I love these memes. The one that Ark posted the other day of the, the comedian just doing a long soliloquy about how he desperately wants to play Tears of the Kingdom. But he, he has the money. He, he definitely can get the technology. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have the time. Not story of my life. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I love all the memes. I definitely understand the social aspect of, but everybody's playing. I know. It. I was like, I'm not gonna go and jump and buy seventy dollars. Old me would have done that and just been like, I'm gonna try it anyway. But no, I went back to the old game. Uh, but still, you. it's it was it's been kind of fun, like messing around in it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Breath of the Wild: Tears of the Kingdom is a monstrous game. There's a lot that's new. There's a lot that isn't mm-hmm. like a lot of it is just literally the same resources used over again and a lot of it is very very similar story beats just repurposed in a new packaging to be fair i know that i have on record said multiple times if they just give me breath of the wild again i will be perfectly happy with yeah that. so in, to, to, in that respect i brought this on myself You're perfectly happy with it <laughs> perfectly but... happy with it but so even though yeah. there are things that i would ideally change about the experience that i'm having so far it is still the flattest butt gaming that you can possibly do <laughs> i'm literally at the point where i'm like my tailbone hurts <laughs> my butt you need to get like hurts. a little like under desk treadmill or something <laughs> yeah. just to like stand there or go I to the really gym do. <laughs> like one of the treadmills there because I, I keep having to like stand up and do squats and like move around because I'm like, oh god, my I know ass. you showed up here today and Sam was like, How's Zelda? How's the game? And you're like, My butter. <laughs> it just does. A true excellent game then, if, it's, if it hits a full 10 game. on the flat butt yeah. scale. Very important thing that I that I definitely wanted to bring up because I know that it was a complaint that a lot of people had about Breath of the Wild sure. and that many people are also having with Tears of the Kingdom, myself in included because there is so much stuff that you can mechanically do i am getting the controls constantly confused even though i know what does what i know that if i hold down 
L that soothes the horse. Sure. I know that if I, you know, pick up a piece with my Zoni arm and hold down the R button, I then use the D-pad to rotate it around. Does that mean I do those events in that order correct every time? Sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. And especially when it comes to crafting materials and fusing on the fly, yeah. I always trip myself up there. I do worry about that for myself in that yeah. game that I wonder if if I would like fall into the trap of like oh, Fortnite dude. light. Yes. Where like Fortnite, I can't build for shit in Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been able to. Because just like you want me to be able to, to have to quickly, while under pressure of, of being shot at, choose the right angle of of wall, the right material of wall, the right thing that I'm just trying to build. And then you see the people, like the really good people at it, who just like one bullet whizzes past there and they're like 50 yeah. story tower in two seconds. Like I, I did worry about like I feel like my building imagination would limit me a little bit. So at least in that regard, I will say that I did kind of also get that feeling of like, huh, it's kind of like Fortnite. Yeah. A little tiny bit. I think the difference is that when it comes to building structures, the point is not to do that in combat. Sure. It, it gives you these specific stations that are full of resources, and it's clearly like, hey, you can build a cart out of this, and you can attach that cart to your horse. Okay. My new horse is named Rain because I caught uh, my first horse in the rain. It's oh black God. with speckles on its butt. So cute. It's like raindrops stained. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, you can attach the cart to your horse and then cart stuff around. Oh, it's okay. awesome. Okay, that that's a little better than it. So yes. it's not like, uh-oh, you're being attacked by a, by no. a Lionel or something like the that. The only like, section where that has proven helpful for me so far is I was in a uh, like an enemy cave like yeah. where a bunch of like kind of like a, an enemy base sure. where a bunch of Boca blends were and I knew that I wanted to pick them off one by one because there was no way I had enough weapons with enough durability to literally fight them all yeah so there were like two small walls nearby and I was already up on a perch so I had just enough leeway to be able to fuse those two walls catty corner to each other and basically create a small amount of cover I have only done that once in an active combat situation okay. so that's definitely not the goal sure. per se it's more like hey build the dopest tractor you possibly can and drive it across the hyrule field nice. and you're like hell yes <laughs> hell yeah bro <laughs> hell yes brother <laughs> fire up my john deere <laughs> exactly it's the best. Uh, and I. so this is something else that I really kind of worried about, and you brought this up as well. I also don't consider myself um, to be a creative engineer. <laughs> Those tinker toys that we were joking about earlier? Yeah. I never actually built anything. I would them. build very yeah. basic models. I, I could do just, the Ferris wheel. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do the Ferris it's basically wheel. a pinwheel. Basically make yourself a, a small city out of skyscrapers that are just... Just straight lines. Yep. <laughs> yep. That that's pretty flat much. on the ground, laid out in front of me. Yep. That's that's the that's <laughs> Who needs the thing. 3D. <laughs> so I struggled with the same thing, and I was worried. Like, and especially in the beginning of the game, I would look at these pieces and be like, "What do I do with sure. these?" So I definitely had the exact same experience. Where I think the game really helps you with that is that, especially in the depths. So when you dive into those chasms and you really start to explore down there, you will eventually start finding things that are a lot more Zoni structures that are kind of pre-made to give you examples of like, hey, have you thought about 
doing this. Okay, that's smart. So it do, it doesn't give you the schematics per se, but it does sort of like leave certain pieces laying around or things pre-made for you to find and then use for the first time to give you those ideas of, oh, this is what I could do with this yeah. stuff. So the first uh, swamp boat, <laughs> what are those things called? The uh, wind boats? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fan boats? Yeah, I, I guess. Airboats? Airboat, yeah. Yeah, airboats. <laughs> uh, the, I was trying to get to an island way off in the distance, the one from the first game, Eventide Isle, but it's different now. Uh, and I was like, man, I definitely can't swim that far, but there are two fans and I, the beginnings of a raft over here. So I p- slapped together a little raft and put two fans on the back and then also found a rocket, two rockets, <laughs> and then two extra energy cells. So like blasting off from the that shoreline, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're just going, you're super fast. Just going going fast. fast. Go fast. <laughs> oh my God. You're like Sonic wishes he could go this fast. <laughs> so that, that thrill of building something that really works well yeah. for the first time and having it go to plan is like, Oh my God, this is the best. Nice. <laughs> it is so much fun. The flying structures. That was fun. I've only just touched the surface of the things that you can build and actually fly around but oh my god i'm i'm glad that i'm not on tiktok that i'm not really on social media looking at what other people are making because i feel like that would take some of the joy of discovery of oh this is what i could do with this so all of this to say if you are not creatively uh, inspired like Jared and I are, don't worry too much about that. The game builds in inspiration for you to go off of. So you don't have to worry about, I have no fucking idea what to make out of sure. these pieces. You will have a rubric to a certain extent to help you on that path. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Gosh, I think that that's about all I can really say. So the one thing that I unfortunately didn't get to in time for this first impressions, the big news about Tears of the Kingdom is that supposedly they made more what traditional Zelda fans would call dungeons. Ah. The traditional dungeon experience. I suspect that those are going to be at my main story points around the map, the one with the the Zora, the Riddle, mm-hmm. the blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I think that's where those are going to be, but I haven't made it to any of those yet. Been doing so, too much whoops, exploring. Been doing too much exploring, too much dicking around, too much flying and boating around on my <laughs> crazy airboat. I've been having too much fun to do that. Nice. So unfortunately, I don't have any firm thoughts on those yet, but as soon as I get around to it, we'll do like a little update and I'll talk about the dungeons a little bit more. Cool. So overall, it's it's like it's Breath of the Wild again, but with a lot of additions and stuff like that and things that are making it new and fresh, but really enough is. new and fresh to still make it feel like it's its own thing. I would really imagine it more. I would describe it more as like a super expansion. Got it. Because it is it has so many just literal one for ones from the first game that it it feels difficult to call it not breath of the wild too. Sure. Like uh, honestly in my mind, I still kind of struggle with calling it tears of the kingdom. Cause I'm like, it's part of the wild too. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same game, but again, and in many respects that is true in other ways. That's not true. Maybe so they just, they, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, please, please go. Oh, I was just going to say, maybe they, cha- maybe they shorten it to just be tears of the kingdom. Cause Zelda, the legend of breath, Zelda breath of the wild to the tears of the kingdom is a long ass title. Yes, so yeah. maybe it really is. I mean, it is in all intents and purposes, breath of the wild Two. It, it is really the sequel is. to the game. Yeah but there's not calling it that Absolutely. in title. So my TLDR is if you didn't like the first breath of the wild game, 
this one's not for you. I'll be borrowing your copy. If you did like <laughs> Breath of the Wild and you were thinking, I would like more of this, please. Tears of the Kingdom is absolutely for you. I know already that I am probably going to put as many possibly more hours uh, into Tears of the Kingdom than I did with Breath of the Wild. I clocked well over 200 hours. I was going to ask, how many do you yeah. think you did in, in oh, Breath I, of the Wild? I, I know I did over 200. Nice. Um, it's on my my old Switch now that I've got my new oh, Switch. Oh, how is that? Oh, it's so nice. Are you, have you played it like handheld much I, to get to like, yeah, that experience I actually, the new screen uh, and stuff? I, I meant to bring it with me to be like, look how pretty it is, <laughs> but I, I didn't want to mess it up and also I'm worried about it. Oh, no, I, I, I understand. I don't have the, um, the glass sp- screen oh, protector yet. That at yeah, home. So I got to keep it at home. But it is delicious delightful nice so that on those rare occasions where i do actually have to go okay i really can't hold the pee any longer <laughs> i have to go i have to get up to go sit down somewhere at else. least you can pick it up and take it with you very true very so true. the switch oled is very pretty i can imagine eventually playing someday Jarrett haunted chocolatier wow it's going to be awesome on that Switch it will OLED. Be. It will as be. soon as it comes out in 2026, I imagine. <laughs> or Silk Song, you know, whenever it comes out, yeah, too. Yeah, or Silk Song. So, Tears of the Kingdom, it is a very good, fun game. There is a lot to enjoy. Um, it might not be the best choice for all players, mm-hmm. like the Jarrett's of the world, and that's okay. Yep. Not all games are made for... I can't play them for, all. Yeah, we can't play them all, and not all games are made for all audiences. No. So, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but if you liked Breath of the Wild 1, you're definitely going to like Tears of the Kingdom for nice. sure. Very cool. Oh, well, they did also add one side character that's hot. <laughs> oh, nice. I did forget to talk about that in my Survivor. Uh, uh, the hotties? There, there's, there's a couple hotties. Damn. So we'll have to, follow, we'll have to time, catch up, up. Uh, you know, circle back to that. We'll save the all review. the hotties for the full reviews. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll break down the husbandos and the waifus yes. then. So. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, right there we have it. Mogan's first impressions <sighs> of the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. If you, ha- just like her, and I know there are a lot of you out there who have been playing it with we her. We see you in we our Discord. You, and we would love to still hear more of your, you know, uh, there's a lot of chatter going on and I can't keep, I don't know what's going on with it all. But if someone would like to summarize me some of your points about what you like about it all, hey, we would love to hear how your playthrough of the Leg- of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been going as well. But until next time, everybody, this has been an episode of Teen Chat Podcast. We'll see you all next time. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson. Join to my right. Adios. Adios.